Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the Optimistic Steeler Fans Steelers Optimism Podcast. Today is January the 4th, 2024. This is show number nine in season one. I know this is the second Steelers Optimism Podcast this week, but I wanted to get this one out to have everybody about a day, day and a half to have a little bit of optimism going into this big week 18 season finale of the 2023-2024 NFL season. We all know the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting at 9-7. and seven. They are traveling to Baltimore to face the AFC and the NFL's top seed, Baltimore Ravens, on Saturday at 4.30. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in need of a win. Uh, as we mentioned, if they win and either a Buffalo loss or Jacksonville loss, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs. If the Steelers were to lose and Jacksonville were to lose and Denver were to win, the Steelers would also get into the playoffs in a four-way tie, which is kind of odd, but it could happen. But I think everybody in Steeler Nation and the players want to go in and win as their easiest path to get into the playoffs. So I wanted to go through where I'm at in terms of why I'm optimistic about Week 18 as well as the Steelers' playoff chances going into to this last week. Uh, go through a little bit of why I'm optimistic about the Baltimore game. I think everything that has happened so far in the news cycle this week has been positive and have a pretty clear picture of where we're at. I don't think a ton is going to change the next day, day and a half, as long as things are still on the same trajectory. I got a lot of optimism about this game. As the week has gone on, I'm getting more and more pumped, more excited as if this is a playoff week and feeling good about the Steelers. So I hope you are too. So we're going to jump in with first segment. We'll talk specifically about why I'm optimistic about the Baltimore game on Saturday. And then the second half, we'll talk a little bit about the Steelers playoff chances and percentages and scenarios and, and why any of that could matter. But really quickly before we get into it, I think a lot of folks out there know about the the drama from earlier in the week, uh, which is essentially just a character assassination attempt uh, on our QB1, which was ridiculous. And it took up a lot of ink, took up a lot of uh, airtime in the podcast world and in the media about a, a, just a ridiculous report that Kenny Pickett was was completely out of character giving up on the team and and refusing to be the backup and it's just just wasted energy by someone who really wants you guys to focus on the negative because this team is turning it around and and has a ton of optimism around them and and the guy who started all this wants that to go away cuz he hates the coach and he hates the quarterback and he wants everything to get burnt down and get clicks and ratings on his show and his his column so that was his intent and, and really went about it in a silly way and it took up a lot of space. So glad that's over with and the Steelers cannot worry about it. And I'm sure they weren't worried about it. We shouldn't worry about it. We've got Mason who's playing really well. And then backing him up is our quarterback, one who knows the offense and was also playing well before he got injured. So here we are going into week 18. So what's going to happen this weekend in Baltimore? Uh, just some stats that we should talk about. Pittsburgh has won six of the last eight against Baltimore, 10 of the last 14. Uh, they won in Baltimore the last two seasons. Um, the BetMGM sports line right now has the Steelers as a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Ravens. Uh, and kind of thinking about why that is, 
Yes, the Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens have the best record in the NFL. They are arguably playing the best in the NFL right now, but Steelers-Ravens is always tight, no matter what. And one team can be super, super men. Other team can be, you know, middle of the road or behind there. But the Steelers-Ravens games are always competitive. And the Steelers, as of late, have seemed to have the, the Ravens number. And as this week has progressed, the Steelers have gotten some favorable news related to injuries. Minka Fitzpatrick practiced yesterday as a limited participant, and so did Alandon Roberts. There's no reason to believe either of them would go backwards today. I'm still waiting on today's injury report, but having both of them back could be a huge boost for the Steelers, especially where their only major weakness right now would be kind of in their back seven. And then you have uh, John Harbaugh coming out yesterday and saying that Lamar Jackson's not going to play and some other significant Ravens are probably not going to play from an injury standpoint or a resting standpoint, which also, you know, leads to everyone to kind of not necessarily take them lighter. But, you know, if you're going to play the MVP versus the non-MVP, it gives you a little bit better chance when you're not playing the MVP. But I would have been fine with Lamar being in there again. The Steelers own him. T.J. Watt owns him. He's 2-4 and four as a starter against the Steelers. But irregardless, he's not going to play. A significant number of starters are not going to play in that game. And the Steelers are getting mostly everybody on that injury report. They're kind of important back. Trenton Thompson may have a chance to play as well. So the Steelers are going to be geared up. They're going to be personneled up and playing for their playoff lives against a team that has absolutely nothing to play for other than they don't like the Steelers. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll see if the Steelers can continue their momentum. Uh, just a few other points. This season, I think if you look at the, the Ravens, they have dismantled a ton of teams. Their lowest point total in a game this season was 10. You want to know who that was against? Your Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it was their fourth lowest rushing yard game of the season when they played the Steelers. The other people to hold them to lower amounts of rushing were in the opening day uh, against Houston, Cleveland, the number two defense in the NFL, and San Francisco, which is a top five defense, and then the Steelers after that. Um, right now, I mentioned there's a lot of players for the Ravens that are probably not going to play. They had 10 players on the injury report on Tuesday, and looking through some of those folks, it kind of sets up even better than just normal people being out for the, you know, in terms of helping the Steelers. So obviously Mark Andrews is continues, Mark Andrews continues to be out. And then Zay Flowers didn't practice and probably is going to be limited, if not maybe out this week. So looking at where the Steelers have had a little bit of issue over the last couple of weeks related to their secondary, they're, they're one of their main, if not their main, wide-receiving target is going to be out. I doubt Odell Beckham plays in this game as well from a resting standpoint. So that really is a positive for the Steelers in, in terms of where their, quote, weakness is currently. Uh, Patrick Queen was, was going to be out, as well as Malik Henderson and, and Kyle Van Noy, which is up front. I believe Harbaugh said that Daryl Worley uh, is out um, already this part of the early part of the week. Arthur Mollette, Kyle Hamilton, and, and, and cornerback Humphrey, they're all going to be limited, if not questionable, to out later this week. Um, so those all set up well for the exact things that the Steelers want to do. 
uh, and want to do on both the offensive and the defensive side. So I think that's, that's a positive for the Steelers, which makes me very optimistic about this particular matchup itself. Um, and then, of course, you just look at the Steelers' record in season finales over the last 23 seasons. If you look since 2000, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 19-4 in uh, in last week of the season games. Mike Tomlin is 19 and 16 against the Ravens, and and more importantly, I think on the field you got T.J. Watt, who is nine and four um, against the Ravens. The guy's got 46 tackles, 14 sacks, and four forced fumbles against the Ravens. He just seems to, he means he's an out of this world player, and then he seems to elevate his game somehow against the Baltimore Ravens, and he's going to be ready to go this weekend. I I think being named the team MVP and knowing what's at stake this weekend, that guy's going to be headhunting, and uh, I I think that's going to be a huge, you know, huge favorable matchup for the Steelers. So looking at this, where the only thing that kind of want to keep an eye on is I think there's a, a winter storm pulling through the, the Northeast this weekend that could create a significant amount of rain for the game on Saturday. So we'll see how that plays into it. Um, but overall, I, I mean, I just think you got to forget about Lamar not being in there. Even if he was, um, the Steelers are playing for everything. This is all the marbles. This is playoff game situation for them. And and I do think the Ravens, with the season that they've had, the resting of starters, of course there's going to be this mentality, they're the Steelers, and, and we don't like them, but I, I find it hard to believe they're going to be solely focused on this. They, they're, they're looking past us. They're looking past the Steelers, and I think that's going to be very favorable for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this matchup. So that puts them, you know, in my mind probably where Vegas puts them too. I think their Steelers are the favorites in this game as of right now, based on what we've, what we've seen through the week. And, and I'm optimistic about it. And I hope all of you guys are too. If the offense plays the way that it has the past two weeks and the defense plays the way it's capable of playing against backup quarterback, some backup offensive players, the Steelers should win this game which puts us into the scenario where the Steelers are going to be the first game out. Don't got to watch scoreboards. They're going to win. And if they win, you're watching two games, essentially, guys. Maybe three. You're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars in Tennessee for um, the last divisional game there in the AFC South. Jacksonville loses after a Steelers win. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs. Um, if that game goes it for the Jaguars, then we're looking at Houston and Indianapolis. If that game somehow ended in a tie, Steelers would get in um, pretty much unlikely. But if after that game, you're looking to the last game of the weekend, which is the Sunday night football game between Buffalo and Miami in Miami. For all the, all the marbles in the AFC East, I think... The the Bills are on a hot streak, but they've been struggling against some teams late, and that includes the Chargers and the Patriots, and Miami's at home. Miami knows if they win this game, they win the division and they get the two seed, which means the only traveling they would have to do would be to Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. If they lose, they have to go on the road. They, they lose the division. 
And I think there's a lot for them to play for at home. So that's the, those are the three that the Steelers are going to be looking at in that situation. If the scenario happens where the Steelers lose, as we mentioned, and then the Jaguars lose and the Broncos win, that's the other avenue for the Steelers to get into the, to the playoffs. So with all that kind of sitting out there, I'm sure everyone in Steeler world is like me. You go to these different websites to see, oh, what's the chance the Steelers are going to get in? Um, so that's the, the main part of this second segment here is where, where are we really at? What, what are the, what's the likelihood? Because I remember there's a few years ago when, when Duck was our quarterback, we needed a win in Baltimore, and you needed two other things to happen. I believe a Tennessee win, no, a Houston win, um, and some other things to happen. And, and, and you know, you kind of felt like there was a really low chance of any of that happening. The, they were away teams. They were teams that had nothing to play for. Um, and the Steelers were playing pretty poorly at, at that point, had lost two in a row. So, but this, this week feels different. And there's a lot of different speculation numbers out there related to where the people believe the chances of the Steelers are. I think some of the, the more common ones out there that people follow are the New York Times playoff machine predictor, uh, which currently has the Steelers sitting at 27% chance to get in the playoffs. If they win on Saturday, that puts them at 73% and a loss is 19%. But you know, three weeks ago, actually, two, you know, after the Indianapolis game, that same predictor had the Steelers at 3%. So, so how does that one work um, compared to, say, the ESPN playoff predictor right now currently have the Steelers at a 22%, um, and then the NFL.com has the Steelers at 44% chance making the playoffs. With a win, they only bump to 64, and a loss, they go to 14%. Um, Playoffstatistics.com has the uh, Steelers at 26%. Uh, Power Rankings Guru has them at 12.7%, and then PFF has them at 28.1%. So all over the board there, you've got some, in, most in the 20s, one in the, the 12%, and one in, in the 44%. So what is, are they just guessing? Are they just making these numbers up? Um, so I tried to track down the math behind all of these and where these are coming from. We can start with the New York Times playoff uh, percentage predictor. They use uh, a scoring system that's pretty common in chess called the ELO rating system. And then they have a computer simulate just based on head-to-head matchups, which is like flipping a coin, but they give power to a certain team based on are they a higher-ranked team or not. Uh, so to make it simple, if you don't pick anybody what, on, on the website, it just lists the percentages of where they're going to finish based on it runs the simulation on each individual game. And they rank each team prior to that game and give them a rank. And then they do a simulation which is similar to a 50-50 flip, but the people that have the higher rank have an advantage over them. So in chess, you have two players. Say player one is ranked highly. Player five is ranked less high. They have a scoring system, and then it runs who has the better chance of winning that game based on their rating system. Um, and it really boils down to record. So in this scenario for the NFL, that playoff predictor ELO rating system essentially 
creates a rating for each team based on their win-loss record. And it has nothing to do with the matchup of the teams. It has nothing to do with the injuries of the teams home or away. It has everything to do with the record. So the New York Times looks at a team that has the record of 10 and 6 or 9 and 7. And they look at the other team that has a record of 2 and 11. The team with the better record has a much higher rating system. So when they do the random coin flips, a certain number of them are going to go to the team with the better record based on the team with the worst record. So that's how they create that is essentially just running a random simulation of which team is going to win this more likely based on their record. And I think all of us know in the NFL, you can throw that out the window. You got to play the games. And on any given Sunday, that doesn't mean anything. Look at the Steelers this season. They lost back-to-back weeks to 2-10 and 10 teams. So you throw the records right out. Teams, teams can beat other teams. The, the Arizona Cardinals this season have beat the Steelers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I think we're all thinking the Cardinals are not a very good team, but they've beat three of the, three of the better teams in the, in the league that could be in the playoffs. I mean, the Steelers have beat three of the playoff teams. Um, the Patriots, have they, they beat us, they beat Denver, uh, they beat Buffalo. So, so really, I think that, that New York Times playoff predictor, I wanted to kind of break down why that's there and where that percentage comes from. Uh, but then if you look across the NFL, it, it, you, you can't just base it off of record because, you know, in, in, since week 10, there have been 35 games where the team with the worst record won. That's about a third of the games. That's like 33% of the games that are played are won by the team with the, with the worst record, which it doesn't necessarily fit into a classic simulation of if a team has a better record, they have a higher percentage chance of, of, of winning, flipping over 150,000 simulations. Uh, some of these other sites... Like the ESPN, they, they use a power index, which again is a, a voting system that they predetermine on where teams are ranked inside the NFL. Um, power Rankings Guru kind of uses an average across um, three different sites' power rankings to determine if your team's going to win versus another team. Um, so really, if you look at all these scenarios and you try to make yourself feel better, like, oh man... I can click this little bubble when the Steelers beat the Ravens and their, their percentage jumps up to 74,000 or 74% out of 150,000 uh, simulations. You got to throw it all out the window, guys. <laughs> you have to. Um, just with where they're at and, and what's going to happen with the matchup, it doesn't matter. You got to win this game. You got to win it. Uh, I think the chances are significantly lower. Because personally, I think the matchup favors Jacksonville to win in Tennessee. Not by record, but by matchup. I would love to be wrong. Tennessee has beat Miami this year. Um, I I would love to be wrong and and see them win that game. But I think the matchup favors the Jaguars. Uh, But I do think Miami has a better chance uh, to beat Buffalo at home. Just because of the amount of things that they want to accomplish in that season. So, but first and foremost, I just want to see the Steelers win. I want to see the Steelers win. That'd be a three-game winning streak to end the season on top of a four-game winning streak to end last season. 
10 and 7, which I have been saying all season long would get you in the playoffs, 5 and 1 in the toughest com- or toughest division in football. And if they played well enough in this last game to have this spark of the last 3, you know, games where they were putting up a ton of points, that's a lot of optimism. It'll be very disappointing if they don't get in, but I would like to see them win this game and I'm optimistic that they're going to. I think the rest of the chips are going to fall where they're going to fall. I know I will be a very, I'll be much more nervous watching the games on Sunday than I will be watching the Steelers on Saturday. I am going to be excited and pumped and ready to go on Saturday at 4.30. But after that game's over and the Steelers get a win, I am going to be on pins and needles watching these other games that we need to fall in our direction. Uh, So that's kind of where we're at this week. Wanted to let you know why I'm optimistic about the Baltimore game. Uh, the Steelers are, are getting some key players back at the right time. They are playing well right now on the offensive side of the, of the, the ball. The Ravens are not going to be playing the, their full squad. And the Steelers traditionally play the Ravens very, very well, no matter who's there. Um, I don't think Tyler Huntley's had too many good games against the Steelers defense either. So I'm very optimistic about that. And then, as we talked about with all the scenarios and the, per, the playoff percentage chances, I think as a Steeler fan, you're going to feel very good if you win the game on Saturday. You win that game, I, I think something's going to fall your way, and we're going to be talking next week about a playoff trip to probably Miami. That would be fine. I don't care who we got to play. Get in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm very optimistic about it. I hope you guys are too. I hope a lot of you were able to drown out the, the ridiculous noise of the early part of the week from, from that garbage reporting about Kenny last week. Forget about the conversations related to Kenny's future, the quarterback position. Again, it is, it is two games of Mason playing very well. Let's hope he keeps doing it. We'll, we'll let those discussions happen in the offseason. Be happy, be positive, be optimistic about where the Steelers are today on Thursday. Hopefully no setbacks on the injury front tomorrow uh, and go into Baltimore and get the necessary win and let's see what's going to happen next week uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So once again, I appreciate you listening in to two episodes of the Optimistic Steeler Fan Steelers Optimism podcast this week. And uh, if you like this, give give me a rating. And head over to SteelersOptimism.com. Check out some of the content I got over there on the blog posts for the pregames, uh, reports, postgame analysis, and some extended analysis that I've updated some stats on. And hopefully I'll be talking to you next week about our, our chances in the first round of the wildcard round of the playoffs. If not, we'll do a, a kind of wrap-up show for the season discussing the Steelers rookie class. So thanks again, everybody, and here we go, Steelers. Steelers.